Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has been through most of the things that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm talking about the gift of releasing perfection. Perfection really impacts so many of us, the strive for perfection, the belief that we need to be perfect, our ideas about what perfect means. They can truly permeate our consciousness, our thoughts, our actions, and are usually associated more so with negative factors. So I wanted to get into that and also offer a little travel update to you all. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode, and the theme of today's episode is letting go of perfection and the gift and value of doing so, because whether we realize it or not, this idea of striving for perfection can truly permeate so many aspects of our lives and our experience in life. It can affect us mentally when we are fixated on needing to do something in a certain way, needing to look a certain way, needing to achieve certain things. When we have this idea of perfection, it can actually become really dangerous. And I remember talking about this with somebody and they said, well, I think perfection is a good thing. It's sort of like that quote, which by the way, side note, this episode is going to have a lot of quotes in it, so I hope you like quotes because <laughs> this in- episode was inspired by a quote, which I'm about to share. But first, my friend said, it's like that quote, shoot for the shoot for the moon and land amongst the stars, right? It's like, go for perfection, and then you're going to end up somewhere great. Sure, if you put it that way, it can be a motivating factor, yet could we call it excellence? Could we call it, I, I prefer the phrase like dream big, right? To rather than strive for perfection because perfection has gotten a fairly negative connotation for pretty good reason. I mean, we can use per- perfect in a positive way, like, oh my gosh, this day was absolutely perfect. It was so wonderful. I had the best time. Or, oh my gosh, this apple pie is perfection. It's the best. <laughs> Obviously more lighthearted stuff. Yet, Things like eating disorders often develop for, from the pursuit of perfection, from someone originally just wanting to lose a bit of weight, but then they get this thing in their brain, this idea, this worm in there that says more, more, because if you lose more, then you'll be perfect, then they'll be perfect. Here's the thing, though, about perfect is it's unattainable because perfect is almost always an idea. It's never actually a thing. And most people know that who have strove for perfection before is that you get quote unquote there, 
but you're never really there. It's like chasing the rainbow almost. It's like, oh, I'm going to go for this, right? I, I'm going to keep using the analogy of eating disorders and weight loss because it's it's common there. It's, it's easy to see it in that arena where let's say you want to lose 10 pounds and you lose 10 pounds and you're like, yeah, but I still don't like this about my thighs and I still don't fit in this shirt. So here we go. We keep going. And there's a part of you that's saying, yeah, but didn't you say that this would be perfect if I lost a little bit of weight? It'd be perfect. But then you're like, yeah, but now I have a new perfect. And again, kind of moving that goalpost back, moving the, the rainbow that's moving farther away from you. Perfection almost always is unattainable. It's always something that keeps moving forward. It's almost like that idea of infinity, right? It's, it's like a, you, can, you can never actually get to it because perfection is just an idea. It's not actually a state of being unless you decide it to be so which kind of harkens back to my episodes I've done recently about appreciation for the self, self-love, which is, hey, I'm actually perfect right now. Whether I lose or gain any weight, whether I change anything about how I look, whether I change anything about what I'm doing currently with my life, with my relationships, with my career, with where I live, I am perfect just as I am. But then even that brings up the question is, well, what does perfect mean? Well, Perfect is really just the idea that it's without flaw, right? It's exactly everything you'd want it to be. It is in its perfect, pristine, ideal place. So if you can think of yourself as being the perfect, pure expression of yourself, which, P.S., we always are, (laughs) we just don't believe it, then sure, go for it. But today we're talking about that striving for perfection that's never ending and that really can take us down. And here's the quote that inspired this. It's from my, I have one of those daily planners. I have a handwritten planner because I can't do, I'm, I'm a Virgo. So I love my planning. I like planning my days and my weeks. So I got this beautiful planner. It's by a company called Blush and Gold and it's in the UK. So blushandgold.co.uk. i they don't sponsor me, obviously, but I think they're fantastic. They're so beautiful. The best planners I've ever found because they break out the day into hours, which is nice when you have clients. Love it. Anyways, with each new month, they have a quote. And I just happened to notice, I was flipping through it, and one of the quotes, which is actually for December of this year, which is coming up so fast, can you believe it? And it says, and now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. And this was stated by John Steinbeck in his book, East of Eden. And I actually remember hearing this quote when I was in my 20s. And I'm also going to read some quotes throughout this episode from this other little book that I have, which is a, it was a a notebook. And I filled it literally cover to cover with quotes in my mid 20s when I was like 24. It was my first real spiritual awakening. I've always liked quotes even like I remember in high school, that was the thing for me was collecting quotes. But this, I was at a total loss. I was hitting rock bottom in terms of no self-esteem, no self-confidence, desperate, just did not know how to sit with myself, did not know if I could ever learn to love or accept myself, didn't think it was possible. So I started going to this place, I think I've spoken of this in other episodes, called East West Bookstore. They have a few locations, I think only on the East Coast. Oh, sorry, West Coast. I'm on the East Coast now, which I'll get into too, a little update if anybody wants to hear it. Well, you'll have to hear it because I'm going to say it. And it's just a beautiful little spiritual oasis. And it has, you know, all the stuff, crystals and posters and books and tarot cards. And I found this notebook and I just started going there every day. I, I hadn't found a job. This is when I was, I was 24 and I moved to Seattle by myself on a whim. So I've always kind of been a bit of a drifter and a vagabond my whole life, 
even that early. And um, I, I, I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have anything to do. And, I, and that's what really, I think, brought me into my spiritual growth and awakening is being that alone and having that much time on my hands. I was really stuck with the question of who am I? I don't know. I didn't know how to fill my time. My time before I'd been filled by working all the time and drinking with friends and just recovering from hangovers and working out, basically. I, I mean, I was always involved and interested in volunteering and helping others and sober time with friends. But you know what I mean? I had a few incidences that were really difficult and really challenging and again, brought me to my knees. So I went in this bookshop and I found this pretty notebook and it has a picture of a blue butterfly on it. And on the quote, it says just or on the cover, the quote says, just like the butterfly, I too will awaken in my own time. And that meant so much to my 24-year-old self because I felt like total and complete caterpillar. I just felt like I don't know who I'm ever going to be and if I can ever be anything. And then reading this gave me hope. I thought, huh, maybe it's just going to take some time. Maybe I'm not quite there yet because I, I wanted to be a butterfly right away. I've always been incredibly impatient. So I was like, okay, I, I, I don't want to have to do work. I don't want to have to deal with all this shit. I just want all my issues to go away. And I, I thought that was a big part of me moving. I was like, okay, I'll just move to a totally new city where nobody knows me and I won't have all these issues and insecurities and problems because I'll meet new people and they won't know about me. Eh, wrong. I was wrong. It's not true. You'll carry those things with you. So my point from that first quote, I got into a tangent about quotes, but the quote from John Steinbeck that I think that's so beautiful. And now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. And that hits hard because it's like when we finally say, you know what? this is who I am. And I'm so exhausted from trying to push myself and make myself into something that everybody will approve of. And that's good enough for everybody. And that's good enough for me to get the right person and the right job and the right attention and the right impressions from people. I'm so tired of it. I'm so exhausted. And it doesn't feel like it's working. So I'm going to get I'm going to let it go. And I like this quote, because it's sort of like, okay, good, you're done with that. Well, now you can just be a good person. Now that you're stopping that pursuit of perfection, you can just be you. You can just be good. Come from your heart because perfection lives in your head. There's no part of your body or soul that cares about perfection. Your body gets excited to challenge itself. We see that when we push ourselves to a new physical challenge, whether it's a marathon or some other kind of competition or challenge or goal that we're striving for physically. It gets excited. It wants to be pushed, but we also have to notice that it has boundaries and our body will tell us when it's pushing, being pushed too far past its limits. Our soul knows zero about perfection because it lives always in a state of perfection. It knows, it has a complete knowing of its perfection at all time. The only thing that strives for perfection and questions, even questions that perfection doesn't exist, is our ego and our mind. And that can certainly create a lot of hell for us. And it does. For so many of us, so many of us live in that exhausting, depleting state of just feeling like we're not good enough and pushing and pushing saying, oh, if I just get this, if I just get this, then I'll be perfect. Then everything will be perfect. And then I can finally be happy. And this is, you know, the old adage of nothing can make you happy except for yourself. If you're not happy with what you have now, you'll never be happy with what you have down the line because happiness is a state. So if you've just if you don't have it now because think about it, if you're not happy right now, if you're saying no no no, I'll be happy when, 
I'm perfect when I have the perfect job, the perfect partner, the perfect career. Okay, well, how about all the stuff you have right now? How about this really nice job that you worked really hard to get? How about this nice, safe, cozy space that you have? How about these wonderful friends? All of these things in your life that you have right this second, anyone listening, take a second to think about the things that you might not be giving enough credit to or acknowledgement to, or like my episode from this past Friday, enough appreciation to. We are very much a society of, okay, yeah, but. Yeah, I got this job, but it's not where I want to be. It's not quite what I'm what I ultimately want to do. Okay, fair enough. We can always desire. We can always strive for something. But if we don't take time to look at exactly who we are and what we have and what we're doing and what we're being right now and say, I honor this. This is sacred. And I'm so proud of this. And I cherish this as my own. If we can't do that now, then we'll never be able to do it. Because then once we get those things, it's like I was saying, perfection being that rainbow. We think that we're there, but it's still in the distance again, right? We lose that weight, we get that job, but yet there is the rainbow even further down. Yeah, well, what about making a million dollars? Well, what about getting that second home? If we haven't learned how to feel satiated, to feel satisfied, no amount of perfection, no amount of achievement will ever give that to us. So this quote hit hard for me because Obviously, you probably can see a trend in the episodes I've been called to do, which is about self-love and releasing unhealthy relationships and only allowing things into our life that are loving, releasing attraction to anything that is not love as an episode I did a while back. Because I'm really starting to recognize that this feels like the final shift. Because obviously, as I've said, since I was 24... (laughs) I've been trying so hard to let go of the comparison game, of the perfection game, of the not enough game, of the insecurity game. It's exhausting and it's no way to live. And there's no reason to live this way. And that's why I do this podcast. And this is all I want to do with my life is to inspire people, encourage people that we can live a different way. And we can release the pain and the suffering of feeling below, not worthy, not of value, not good enough, because we are perfect as we are. So I read this this quote last week and I've been thinking about it because I've as I've been traveling, I'm now, I've made it all the way, I'm back in Canada. I was in Canada before, but now I'm like the far east of the US, Canada. I'm in New Brunswick. It's so beautiful. I love Canada. It's just a beautiful country. I feel like as soon as you get in there, it just feels like more calm and smaller somehow. I just feel smaller and um, cleaner a little bit. Not that there's not beautiful, pristine, quiet, clean places in the United States, but that's been my experience. And uh, also, did you know that there's a fifth time zone in North America? I literally had no idea. And I feel a little foolish because of that, a little naive, but I didn't know. I thought it was East Coast time was it. That's where it stopped. But no, I'm one hour closer to European time. I am in the fifth dimension, the fifth time zone. So I'm four hours ahead of of California right now, which is kind of crazy and a little difficult because some of my clients are in California and they can't see, they can't see me until the evening. So I'm like tonight, I have a client at 11 o'clock PM. Woohoo. All nighter or a late night. Okay. So 
that's where I'm at right now. And I'm actually continuing on further east all the way into Prince Edward Island and Nova Scotia, which I've always heard about. Honestly, another, another naive fact is that I did not know that Nova Scotia was in Canada. It sounded like a very European, Middle Eastern location, but it is not. It is right here, not that far from New England, the US. I'm excited to explore it. So that's where I'm at. But I've been thinking more about when I get fixated on things. And I think that's why this this quote really hit me is, can I just decide that I just want to do good? Obviously, I want to do good. That's what propelled me and led me to become a therapist. That's what drives me to do this podcast. I want to be of service to others. I want to use my experiences, my struggles, my challenges, use them as jewels, gems that came from the coal of my life, the soul coal, as I like to call it, those feelings of not being of divine, of love. I wanted to use that. Yet I tend to still get caught up in the perfection game that if I had this, I would be happier. If I had that, I would feel better. If I had this, I would have more opportunity and I would have a better life. And especially now as a therapist and putting myself out there and speaking, I'm more compelled to walk my talk than ever. Because at the end of the day, like that quote says, what do I really want to be? Another perfect Instagram influencer who whose life almost seems like too perfect to be believable, yet it's like crack that we just want to like consume it and look at it and just say, oh my gosh, her relationship is so perfect and she's so gorgeous and she has the perfect body and she has it all figured out and she gets flown around the world. Oh man, and I'm just sitting here in my pajamas at 3 p.m. with my dog, which is actually an awesome life. But you get what I'm saying, right? Is that we have to ask ourselves, is that, do we really want perfection? Nothing wrong with it if that's what people want. But, and is perfection even real? Especially now in the age of social media, is any of that real? Do we have any way of knowing people who are perfectly curated? And again, I'm not knocking them. There are people who are great and they give great messages and it can inspire people. But I was just having a moment where I was like, I don't, that's not what I want. I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to influence people. I want people to feel inspired. Let's change that I word. Let's be inspirational sources. Let's be an inspirer rather than an influencer. That's just, I don't know, that's always bothered me. Is anybody else bothered by the term influencer? Like you're just trying to like manipulate people? I know that's probably a little harsh. Um, And it's just a fact. It's like they influence people's decisions and their choices by being an inspiration, but I don't know. But again, it just brought me back to that quote of, what do you really want? Do you want great success or do you want to be good? Do you want to be you and allow, as I speak of often, your own unique light to shine, your own unique gifts and abilities to come through, however they're meant to, because the universe will lead you to what's most aligned with the gift you have to give, with the light you have to shine. They'll put you, it's, I often use the example that humanity is like a mosaic and we need every single peace in place for the true, full, gorgeous, radiant beauty of that image to come through. So when you surrender and you say, I just want to be good. I don't want to be perfect anymore. I don't want to force and force and push to be anything other than what I am. So I'm just going to surrender and I'm just going to be me. And I use the word good because that's what the quote said, but really it's infinitely divine when when you are your true self. 
And when we do that, people often say it can be better than you ever imagined because reality is often better than what we think we want. Because again, perfection can be an illusion. Not everything is what it seems. Again, with this day and age now of, of social media and celebrities and all of that, we see time and again that this perfect image that people portray isn't always what's real. And it's not always as wonderful as it seems to be. There's its own challenges that come with that. But that's not even really aligned with the point. The point is why I'm speaking to you all about this today in this Divine Feminine episode is because it is being within our Divine Feminine energy when we say, I'm not going to hold an energy that is trying to prove or force something because that is counteractive to the Divine Feminine, right? The Divine Feminine is that which allows. It does not force. It does not push. It just allows. It just flows. It trusts. It has patience. And it believes in what it is. We only try to force something because we don't believe in what we are. We say, no, this isn't This isn't right. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be this. Another quote I like, again, I told you it was going to be a quotes episode, is blossom where you're planted. So it's basically like, just be like, okay, cool. Here I am. How can I be, again, the best me that I can be? The best expression that I can be from this exact point in this exact place, whatever my circumstances, how can I blossom, right? And it's not to say that we can't go about changing our circumstances to feel the best we can feel, but at certain things in our life, we cannot change. And that's the idea of blossom wherever you are planted is, okay, this is really isn't what I wanted. This, my life turned out, this certain thing happened that I didn't want, yet I've gone over and around it a thousand times and I've realized there's nothing I can do. That's when we drop into acceptance and that's where we, re- we release perfection and we say, this isn't ever going to be different. There are some things in life that we can change. There are some things that may be different, but there are certain things that can't. And those are one of those moments where you're on your knees and it's just you and God or source or what you ever want to call it. And you say, okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to stop this fight. I'm ready to surrender. And it's not to say that you have to, right? It's not like getting on your knees to appease a higher power. I don't believe that's how it works. That's, But that's for me. I'm personally not religious. No qualms if anybody is, but it's not this idea of I'm going to give myself to you and worship you. It's the idea of I'm going to finally see the glory of myself and I'm going to stop trying to be anything else other than exactly what I am. That's it, what I am. And we start expressing that. And again, that's when we can let go of perfection and this idea that no, who I am is not enough and I always need to keep striving and pushing. So we get into our divine feminine energy of allowing, of flow, of patience, of harmony, of trusting, of knowing our own inherent unconditional value and worth and magnificence and radiance and knowing that that radiance and that brilliance only truly shines and shows when we release that battle for perfection, when we stop trying to force and push ourselves to be something that we're not, when we allow ourselves to blossom exactly where we are planted. 
that's when the most miraculous things happen. Because then that's when all the things that we're meant to be aligned with can finally come in. Because when we're trying to force things in our life, we're, we're micromanaging, trying to micromanage our piece of the universe. And we're pushing and we're playing with energies rather than relaxing and allowing the energies that are most conducive to us, that are most aligned with us, that are actually going to bring us the most success, the greatest love, the greatest experience of life and ourselves. We push those things away when we try to force things. When we get into our divine feminine and we say, I know who I am. I know who I am and I love who that is. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's not my idea of quote unquote perfect, whatever that might mean to you. But maybe I can see myself as pure, utter perfection, a perfect expression of the universe, divine expression of the universe, just as I am. And then the game starts to change. And it's not even a game. The experience starts to change. You start to change. And your life starts to change. Because again, then the things that are truly meant for you are finally able to come in because you are radiating the energy that they align with. Right? It's like they finally are like, oh, okay, she, she's figured it out. She's letting us in. She's bringing us in. She's at, our, at the same frequency as us now. Before, when we're trying to force something that's lower energy, it's frenetic. It's hectic. It's more chaotic. That's why our lives tend to be more chaotic when we're striving for perfection, when we're trying to force things. Time to release that. If you're listening to this, it's time to release that. It's time for you to become who you truly are that most blessed, beautiful soul, that most blessed, beautiful expression into the universe and get excited about it, right? It's like I was talking about in last week's episode, this appreciation or the episode about self-love. It's the empress energy of, oh my God, I'm a fucking queen. Not even that, I am an empress. I have an entire empire of love and joy that I can sit within and that I get to radiate my own gifts and brilliance from. Heck yeah. Why would I ever want to leave this place? Why would I ever try to be like anybody else except for exactly who I am? Because I am this goddess, this empress. So I wanted to share these concepts because, again, I think it's something that women in particular really struggle with is that constant nagging in our head, that constant pressure, pressure, pressure to feel perfect. And it's, I mean, I could get into a whole thing, but it's one of the things that breaks my heart the most is about the way that we have created our society and the structures within it is our educational system. And we tell kids as young as 10 years old, 15 years old, younger than that even, that, oh, no, 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 Don't, you, need to, you need to do better than that. You need to push yourself. You need to be perfect. And we get this message from the time that we're young that you are only valuable and you are only loved if you're perfect. So of course we have this neurotic fear of not being perfect. Of course we've created these neurotic ideas about what perfection means and what that looks like, which by the way, rarely has anything to do with the internal. It's all external. We're still so caught up in that. We're such a materialistic society. And that's okay. We're just moving through that stage, that phase. We're moving through what we're not to figure out who we are as a species, as humanity itself. We're moving through what we're not to figure out what we are, the macro and the micro. At the macro level, that's what humanity is doing. At the micro level, that's what you are doing. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because your life is not quite how you want it. Maybe you're sick and tired of how things have been. Maybe you're really wanting to change. That's the micro experience of the entire 
universe, really, but the entire experience of humanity. Because look at the world right now. As everyone always says, it's a total mess. It's a burning heap of fire. It's crazy. It's violent. It's terrible. It's awful. Isn't that crazy that that's how we describe our world? That's meant to be this beautiful Eden of peace and love and joy? It's because we're going through the shadow period. We're going through what we're not to figure out who we are. We will eventually give all of this up, everything All the ways that we do things now will be no more. I stand by that statement. We're going through what we're not to figure out who we are. We will live in harmony and peace without war, without violence. I promise you, it's inevitable. It's what's next. We're in the opposite side right now. And you might be as well. Do not give up hope. There is always hope. You can have a life of peace and you can learn to love yourself and to release that need and striving for perfection that once again can be so detrimental and exhausting and lead to so many dysfunctions and self-destructive means because again force right think about it people only self self-destruction is a force you're forcing it humans do not naturally self-destruct we do not it takes a force outside uh, an unnatural force to do that we're trying to force something right so we are trying to force ourselves into these boxes of perfection. And then we develop disorders and addictions and self-destructive behavior. And we start self-harming. Why do we self-harm? Because we want, we're trying to kill the pain. We're trying to kill that deep dissatisfaction with ourselves because we feel we need to be perfect. How did we get here? Because we planted these seeds, these ideas long ago that who we are is not enough. We are not unconditionally loved. We're very much conditionally loved and of value and of worth, all related to perfectionism. Be the change. Release perfectionism. Love yourself. Give yourself appreciation. Appreciate your life just as it is, not when you have the job, not when you have the partner, not when you look a certain way, because I promise you none of those things will ever make you happy. Only being happy makes you happy. Only being content with what you have. Because if you think, Getting the job is going to make you happy. Well, think about the things you have now. Why aren't they making you happy? You have a lot of good things right now. But you'll get that job and you'll say, yeah, but okay, well, it's nice for a minute. It wears off very quickly when you give it that ephemeral, superficial value. Because that's all any external ever is. You have to value your heart and your soul and who you are. And when we do that, There's nothing, there's no such thing as perfectionism. That wouldn't even be a word if we knew to just love ourselves. It would just be me. Just me as I am is is amazing, is wonderful. The word me would be synonymous with perfection. (laughs) I want to share a few other quotes that I have from this book that I, as I told you, that I put together. So I did a whole section on perfection and some of my favorite ones are even imperfection itself may have its ideal or perfect state. So it's the idea that imperfection or what we would deem as imperfect can really be the most beautiful, idyllic thing. Have you ever had something go wrong? You thought, okay, this is how this is going to happen and it didn't. And then something beautiful came from that quote unquote imperfection. So even imperfection may have its ideal or perfect state. That's by Thomas D. Quincy. I love quotes, but I'll tell you this. I do get a little frustrated. They're almost all males from our history book. And they're all often uh, misquoted. 
But, you know, some of these guys said some pretty good things. <laughs> Another one I really liked. This one meant a lot to me when I was going through my 20s and my, my battle to, uh, to gain any sort of semblance of self-love. Imperfection clings to a person, and if they wait till they are brushed off entirely, they would spin forever on their axis, advancing nowhere. By Thomas Carlyle. That meant so much to me because I realized at that moment and at this time in my life, I realized, oh my God, if I keep deciding that I have to keep changing myself and pushing myself and doing all these things to be perfect, I'm going to go around in this circle forever, forever, just as the quote says, because you're not meant to be quote unquote perfect. What if perfect meant that you were nothing? So we're all trying to like get rid of the beautiful light that we are because we call that a void of light. We call that perfect because it has no unique essence. We just want to fit in, right? Sometimes perfection is just a means to try and fit in, to fit the mold. We're not meant to fit in. We're not meant to fit a mold. We're literally each supposed to be our own unique light. And this sort of relates, this other quote relates to what I was saying about where humanity is at right now, passing through its opposite. It belongs to the imperfection of everything human that man can only attain his desire by passing through its opposite. So again, that's like saying that we want a life of perfection. We don't want to ever have challenges. We don't want everything. We don't ever want things to not go our way. But that's what life is about. It's the only way that we truly grow. And I talk about that a lot in the show is that what we would call the worst thing that ever happened to us ends up being our greatest asset and our greatest grit and determinator. Is that a word? It sounds like determined and the terminator combined together. And I'm okay with that. Determiner of our success because we had to go through it. That's how we build. That's how we evolve. We didn't come to earth for a nice ride. I'll tell you that much. We came to earth because it is one of the most challenging places in the physical dimensions to feel this density, to be able to experience this sense of a lack of worth. This doesn't exist in other places in the universe, in the solar systems, in the cosmos. We came here to have imperfection. That's literally why the rest of life is, and the universe is perfection. Earth is one of the few places that believes in imperfection, but alas, have experiencing imperfection here is ironically what gets us back to perfection because you realize imperfection is perfection. It's all the same thing. Anyways, another one I like that kind of relates to that, the value of quote unquote imperfection. The fact of storytelling hints at a fundamental human unease, hints at human imperfection. Where there is perfection, there is no story to tell by Ben O'Cree. And how beautiful is that? There wouldn't be any stories if everything was perfect. The greatest, deepest, most powerful stories come from people's tales about challenges and strife and unexpected things in their life and striving and pushing for something, whatever it is, right? Those are where there would be no stories if everything was quote unquote perfect, which again, perfect just kind of means like everything being uniform, being all just one color and not the whole spectrum. And then finally, a quote I had to share because I came across this again recently and it meant a lot to me also back then and still does. It says, dare to be imperfect and one day there will tug at your sleeve a soulmate by Robert Brault. 
And I think that's such a beautiful sentiment because it's also so true. I've had a lot of guests on this show who have met a soulmate and they said, it happened when I literally decided that I was just going to love myself and just enjoy my life with myself and that I was going to give up the fight for perfection. Essentially, I don't know that anyone said those words exactly, but I'm saying that when we dare to be imperfect, when we give up the fight to be perfect, one day there will tug at your sleeve a soulmate because it was just like I was saying. The people who truly see us, they're not looking for a perfect version of us. They're looking for our unique light, which we would call, quote unquote, imperfections. Have you ever heard stories about somebody who really hated something about themselves? Like, oh my gosh, I hate my ears or I hate my chin. And they meet someone, they're like, I love your chin. I think it's like, I, I love it. It's just so cute. It's just so dignified, whatever it is. And you're like, what? I was going to change it. I didn't like it. But that's how they found you. Embrace your perceived imperfections and the people you're truly meant for will find you. We're not meant to all be perfect. And I'm in no way in criticizing anybody who changes themselves. I'm not. And I have a lot to say about that, but I will eventually. I haven't shared much about that in my life but or in my, my work. But I know what it's like to want to get rid of your imperfections. And I know what it's like when you try to do that and it still doesn't make you happy. And I know what it's like when you do that and you still find imperfections. So letting that go, dare to embrace your imperfections. Dare to love yourself unconditionally, which means regardless of how you look or what you have or what you do or who's in your life or who isn't in your life and say, I can stand here naked in the middle of a field and have everything I'll ever need because it's my heart and it's my soul and it's my being and my essence. Everything else you do is just for the experience, the expression of your soul. If you can stand in that field and say, I don't care. I don't want to look anymore. I don't want to dissect my imperfections. I just want to go out in the world and enjoy it and enjoy myself and love myself. You will begin to see your life change. So I hope this has been helpful, somewhat inspirational, (laughs) not too influential. I'm not ever trying to tell people what to think or what to do. And maybe, again, like my friend who I mentioned in the beginning, maybe some of you see value in perfection, and that's just fine. Yet, as a therapist, as somebody who specializes in addictions and eating disorders, I associate it way too much with things that begin to destroy us. The very thing we think that will make us happy, that is the thing that we absolutely need perfection is a thing that can almost kill us when we let go of that fight then life truly becomes magical okay so now because it's the divine feminine solo episode i'm going to pull a card and i have the doreen virtue archangel oracle card so let's see archangels what do you got for us we just talked about releasing perfections what do you have to tell us What card wants to come out for the audience today? Ooh, Ooh, interesting. I got the card, Claire Cognizance. Archangel Uriel, pay attention to thoughts and ideas that come to you as they are answered prayers. I love this. I feel like it's almost saying, 
okay, stop it with the whole perfection thing. And if you really want to tap into your true essence and gifts, then ask. Ask for guidance from your angels. Pay attention to the ideas and thoughts that come to you because they, your prayers are being answered. Your prayers, your answered prayers don't lie in achieving perfection. They lie in you surrendering and saying, angels, guides, please show me the way towards my highest experience, towards my soul's path. And you'll get these messages. And it's kind of like I was saying, like getting into your own unique light making way for those energies that are meant for you to come in. And this card is saying, somebody needs to hear this, that you are claircognizant. You have the ability to hear things. To And actually claircognizant. So clairaudient is to hear things. Claircognizant is actually knowing things. So like a thought can come to you, which is like, I need to be here today. I need to apply for this job. I need to call that person. Clear cognizance is a clear knowing. So pay attention to these thoughts and ideas that feel like an assured thought. They're your answered prayers. They're guiding you to what you're meant for, not for what you think you're supposed to be. We have guidance coming through all the time. And I actually just did a little reading for somebody from Instagram, which as you all know, at the end of the show, I always encourage you to reach out, find me on Instagram, and I'll do pull a few cards for you. And they were saying that they were looking for some some light, some guidance. And I got a card that said, talk to your angels from this deck. And I'm going to do an episode on that. How do you connect? How do you begin to listen? How do you begin to ask for the guidance How do you, from the energies, the spirits, the guides, whatever you want to call them, because they are there for us. We have to invite them in though. Anyways, I'll get into that in that episode. So there's your card. Clear cognizance. Dig it. <laughs> get into it. If thoughts come to you, if there's something that also little things, like if you feel like you're meant to go somewhere one day, if you feel like you're not meant to go somewhere, that's your guidance happening, right? Obviously, I've shared my story about getting onto this trip that I'm on right now, getting back to the vagabond life. I was guided. I had a thought that said, no, don't stay here. You got to keep moving. There's something for you out there. Energies are shifting. You're needing different things. Keep moving. Keep going. All right, I just happen to have two fortunes here because I think you all have probably heard me share that I'm a a fortune fiend, a fortune file. I love fortunes. I just love them. I can't get enough of them. I've always been that way. Again, like before the earlier days of my spiritual guidance, I would look for, because I didn't know anything about being psychic or clairvoyant or clairaudient. And um, so I would cling to horoscopes and fortunes. And I would go, whenever I was in the grocery store, I would just race to those, you know, like the trashy gossip magazines. And I would just flip to the, to look at the horoscopes to find my, my future (laughs) and guidance. And I did, you can find guidance anywhere. Again, I can get into that in the next episode, but I've gotten into it into other episodes too. But guidance is everywhere. You just have to set your, put your intention out there where you will look for it and your guides will give it to you in those places. So I'm going to flip these babies around and see which one wants to come out. But by the way, I got these when I was stopped charging my car during my travels and there was a Chinese restaurant and I went in and I bought a drink just so I could get two fortune cookies. All right. And the one that we need here today is, oh, you do not have to worry about your future. How beautiful is that? Oh, and it's 444 on my computer right now. The angels are saying, yes, 
Let go of perfection. Let go of what you think you need because you do not have to worry about your future. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be amazing. Because you're here, because you are on your spiritual path, you do not have to worry about your future. It's going to be incredible. We're all in this together. We're all walking each other down the path, walking each other home, walking each other back to the wondrous, glorious radiance of life. We're going to experience it together. You don't have to worry about your future. Just enjoy the now. Release perfection and just be you. Let good be good enough because you are good and you have so much good in you and it wants to come out. And again, like I was saying at the end of the day, do we really want to be impressive or do we want to be a kind human being, a quality human being? Because that's what radiance and essence is. Our soul knows nothing about trying to be impressive. It just wants to express itself. But guess what? Expressing yourself can be really fun. And it can be, again, even more glorious than what you thought it would be like to be quote unquote perfect because it's going to be natural and it's not going to take effort or force. And it's going to give you surprises you didn't even know. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.